And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are explorers. We're going to stumble, make mistakes, I'm sure more than a few before we find our footing. But we're going to learn from those mistakes. That's what being human is all about. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness, that is life. We're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. Base, the final frontier. Make it so. Do it. Hit it. Let's fly. I'm Aiden. I'm Lindsay. This is the Big Spot. And we're back to discuss episode six of season three of Star Trek Picard. Yes. The Bounty. The Bounty. Yes. Uh, was it, was, were people talking about it being called just Bounty? Yeah, I think. Like, at did least, they release the wrong? No, I think they released it, but everyone's like, oh, Bounty. It's mm. just Bounty. Like, they didn't realize the, and then it was only. They thought it was going to be about that chocolate bar with the coconut. Yeah, or, you know, Jack Crusher as, like, the hunted bounty kind I, of thing I is like what I think my, a lot of... my joke better. You, you, didn't, you didn't... Yeah, because yeah, yours was a joke, so it was good. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> none of us saw... Very few of us. I think someone uh, midweek on uh, Reddit actually did post a thing saying, I wonder if it's the HMS bounty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it was, of course, ultimately. So, yeah. um, Spoilers yeah. if you haven't seen the episode. Why are you listening to our podcast Yeah, yeah that's a very good question. Now, Lindsay, speaking of spoilers, <sighs> though... It is your turn to do. We're gonna this give is you, the hardest. This, there was a lot so happening. So much happened. It was a busy. No, busy no, time. don't give me forty-five seconds. Just oh, stick to thirty to. seconds. You I sure? know you were going to. Okay, but I think I can do it. I, th- I think I, I, I kind of half rehearsed it. Like last night when I couldn't sleep, I was like going through my head. What, what actually happened? Could I do this in thirty seconds? The answer is yes, because I know you. I have faith in you. You, you are have awesome. Faith of the heart. So much heart faith. Is what I have for you. Lindsay, 30 seconds is on the clock. Whenever you're ready. All right, Aiden, I think I'm ready. 30 seconds, beginning in three, two, one, now. So Jack has aromatic syndrome. Picard feels guilty. They bond over incurable illness, except not so, Picard so much because he's positronic, whatever. Uh, Worf joins the team. He and Riker and Raffi break into Daystrom Station. They get stuck there. Picard flees to the museum, meets Jordy, who won't help them. Nostalgia ensues. Jack and Co. steal the bounty's cloaking device. They go back to Daystrom Station. They rescue Raffi, Worf, but Riker gets captured by Vatic, and then they gain a data, sort of, uh, who reveals that Picard's real body is what was stolen from Daystrom. And, wow, I did it all in 30 seconds. What did I miss? Deanna. Oh, right, right, right. Pathetic, Lindsay. I did the rest of it. You did all of the rest of it. That was amazing. I I mean, you did type out some notes beforehand. So yes, because otherwise I wasn't going to forget (laughs) things. I even still forgot things. So you know what? It is a lot happened in this episode. It was a busy episode, Um, but it also had some time for some quiet moments. Um, And I thought that was part of the charm of this episode. It's a nice balance. I think that they're, um, it's, I I guess it must be hard when you're writing all of these episodes that are taking place on the same ship, Mm -hmm. like balancing action with 
home, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they've they've had a lot of action lately. So this was just like last week's episode. Um, yeah, a little nice, more nice moments of yes. introspection. I think yeah, some character moments. It was yeah. it was, it was but an interesting. Way. We'll get to it. Um, interesting stuff about the introspection, especially where it comes to Picard. So I, something I want to talk about. Yeah, and I I think the I, I think I mentioned this right after we watched the episode. I'm like I really like this director um, yeah. because I thought he does a uh, I forget his name now. Of course, uh, we'll insert it here. Dan Liu. So that guy, he uh, he uh, he did a really good balance of these fast-paced kind of action yeah. scenes and the slower character moments, um, and even the ones that are kind of somewhere in the middle. Like there was a lot of like, like when Jack and Picard, John Luke, are talking for the first time uh, in the holodeck, and and Jack's kind of pounding whiskey, and he's yeah. he's really upset. It's not a it's not a slow mournful thing yet. Mm-hmm. It kind of grows into that, and he kind of lets that breathe. Uh, when he's talking to Seven instead, that's when his mm. his kind of more uh, the sadness, wistful I guess, or, side, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of comes out, right? Um, and then yeah, there's there's the a gunfight with Moriarty, which is like out of crazy, nowhere. That's, yeah, 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 which is just cool. And there is uh, you know them heisting the cloaking device and it's falling apart, and then yeah. the ships are getting caught and all these things. Those are the fast paced action scenes. And then yeah, yeah. there's the the Jordy John Luke discussion about parenting yeah. and. And or seven and Jack with the nostalgia yeah. on you know the the fleet museum and everything right yeah he did he directed the last week's episode too right yes yeah so, so they've been doing it in twos and yeah, yeah, yeah he did a great job last week too yeah. like he he has that really soft touch of being able to to do the the quiet scenes but also um, deliver when it comes to the action mm-hmm. so yeah um, so a few notable elements of this episode um, that we we should touch on right off the bat. Yeah. Um, as predicted. Yeah. Lore was the AI system. Sort of. Sort of. So was Moriarty, sort of. Yeah. Sort of none of them. Uh, because it's really this golem created out of all the Soon-type androids. Um, By Alton Inigo Soon. Yeah. Who is dead now. Yeah. Um, th- there's all kinds of things, I think. I don't know if it's... I'm not sure if I'm if I'm calling this a, a thing I'm mad about or a thing I, I don't really care about, so I can yeah. go on the positives. But <laughs> I have some issues about this golem being like all of the Soon type Android AIs being yeah smushed into one. Yeah, but but either it lets, way, it yes. lets Brent Spiner do his thing. Yeah, that we love to talk about how yes. he just you know you let him do his thing. Uh, yeah. and he's going to do it this season. You yeah. can tell. So yeah. <laughs> that that part I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me the the kind of uh, annoying bit of this is like why was this thing with five different personalities allowed to run one of the most top secret. Yeah. you know stations especially like, when we know how flawed yes the, the how AI. often data yeah. gets compromised yeah like it doesn't seem very secure although i suppose you know if if the purpose is for security you can always just alter it and clearly this this body that that um all of these personalities are inhabiting is enhanced in other ways like we see the the projector eye yeah effect, the end of the episode, right? yeah so yeah. there's it's more than just being he's not designed to be uh, a walking talking you know human like person that that yeah. can be part of your crew or the antagonist in this episode like there's there's more to it than that so i suppose 
uh, Hippie Sung was able to, you know, figure out a way to make that happen and secure yeah. it, lock it down. But it does seem, you're right, putting lore in that body, like, <laughs> yeah. notoriously unstable yeah. lore, yeah. I don't know. And Lal, who was literally yeah. unstable, which is awesome. I love no, the No, totally. Bit, but, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm sure that the writers thought about it. They do seem to be very thoughtful this season when it comes to things like this. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they've thought this through and that there is an explanation for it. But yeah, on the surface, it does does seem yeah it's bit. kind of like letting the uh inmates run the asylum because like yeah because you know he lore is really that much different from peanut hamper not really i mean like they're both a <laughs> right? little megalomaniacal uh megalomaniacal yes wow you say big words good um you know these kind of computer <laughs> systems right yeah. like lore is kind of the archetype in the modern trek era um and yeah just letting them be the security guards so, is kind of hilarious i was wondering about this too because moriarty is the face of this security system that Worf and Raffi and Riker see when they when they get on board. Along with the crow, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, is that what everybody would encounter as the yeah. security system? Or is it tailored to the person? Because it does seem like before there's any mention whatsoever of from this security system, aside from mm-hmm. greeting them when they when they get on board. Yeah. Um the the AI recognizes Riker and then like tailors things to match yeah something that Riker would understand which is yeah. which is clever and I've I've seen discussions about how clever this is because obviously um changeling Riker probably wouldn't recognize Pop Goes the Yeah Lisa, exactly right so yeah. this is this yeah. is a way like like data or or yeah whatever we're going to call them. Yeah, we're calling them data. We'll call them data. Um, Metadata. Metadata! Oh my God, I love it. Okay, metadata um, uh, has already had his, uh, like his, he's had something stolen from him by changelings. So he's on high alert. And he's tailoring this to something that he knows Riker would would only know. I agree. And I I like that. I like that interpretation. Uh, The one thing that bothers me is like, we have no idea what this little chip was supposed to do. Yeah. Like it really doesn't, I don't think it matters. Much sense. Yeah, it was just one of those. It's another hand wavy. That whole plot now was all to get to that chip, and then it's you inserted it, Worf inserted it, and all is good. And it was that that's still going to bother me just because I'm annoying like that. Um, but that whole plot is just yeah. so silly to uh, wind up at. They just need a little well, MacGuffin to get. And into especially the thing. when you know the the AI, it worked the first time. Yeah, well, why, why did, the, did it work yeah, the why, second time? Exactly. And and is it because it was Riker who was recognized from the like I don't know. There's I, yeah. I have questions, but yes. um Yeah. Let me just get into it then because the other thing <laughs> that I that I also question about this whole thing is that um bringing data back I, I get it. You want to have the whole crew, it's the the families back together, right? The whole mm-hmm. gang. Um but he died. Yeah. And and a, a lot of people were were kind of upset about this. Like and, and even Picard is like we watched him die. Like I've seen him die twice. twice now yeah. we've like how fair is that for Soong? It does call into question the whole idea of like data's autonomy. Yeah. Or like the autonomy of of artificial intelligences yeah. with If they can just be copied and put into a new body and stuff, yeah. But but on the flip side of that this isn't the same data that died at the end of season one. Yeah. This is a data that's a copy of data before 
in before, yeah, in, before <laughs> in yeah. Nemesis. So before yeah. all the stuff happened with the Thaleron generator and everything like that at yeah. the end of Nemesis, this is that data. Yeah. So, and it's not the same thing. I saw some people commenting online as well that um, the data that we saw in season one had been like part of his, like one positronic cell. Yeah, was, was recreated. Like, yeah. In in Sherlock Holmes' study type thing, like, yeah. and was living there for 30 years, yeah. like without any interaction or anything. Of course yeah. you'd want to die at the end of that. Yeah, no shit. But this data is, it's and lore, new. and yeah. lull, and all that, it is it is something new. It's something yeah. different. So it's maybe they can get away with it. But it does bother me a little bit that, yeah, the, the whole thing that we saw Picard and... Data and Riker even fight for in Measure of a Man seems to be undercut here by yeah. Soong himself. Well, the news, newest, know? the latest Soong. Well, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's it's Soong's son. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I It does kind of bother me, but I guess we'll see. I'm not complaining because... No, because you get to bring yeah. the crew back together. And that's what this sure. episode was about. Well, it really it was, was, yeah. You got the gang back together. This is the core crew except for Riker now and Troy off on their, their little side yeah. quest. Hopefully they get reunited quickly. But yeah, I mean, this is literally everybody from the main crew now yeah. uh, together in one place. Except yeah. for Crusher, I guess, Wesley. Um, but yeah, you have well, Jack, so... Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Son, I, a whatever. young Crusher, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> You're happy. Yeah. Um, so the, a couple of the major scenes that were really touching, I thought, and really helped was um, obviously Seven and Jack yeah. talking about Starfleet history yeah. and walking through the ships and everything. It was it was just lovely. It's it was, cute that Jack is actually like a low key Starfleet yeah. stan. Like yeah. he he actually really likes the yeah. he and he likes the yeah. HMS Bounty because yeah, the stuff totally. the thing with the whales. The thing with the like, whales everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, so that that was really it was really good and just having Seven tell her story about how she found her family and how she yes. was reborn on the Voyager. Um, the Voyager? Yes. That's one of those names. It's weird, yeah. It's weird, the right? The Defiant, the Enterprise. The Voyager. Voyager. It's just Voyager. It's just yeah. Voyager. Anyways, anyway. um, yeah, that, that was really sweet. And I, yeah. I, I really like that. And then the, the alternative, I guess the... The supporting scene uh, to that was when Soong was talking about all, you know, the evolution. You know, this is yeah. these are this is no longer data. This is this is something yeah. new. It's an yeah. evolution of what's come before, which is probably possibly also what the changelings are undergoing. So there's right. this kind of theme of of what's coming next and how do things keep evolving? Like the next next, next generation. generation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll yeah. we'll get there too. But um, yeah, and it's it's really sweet because that one is also they're looking at the ships and showing that evolution. It is the visual. Uh, for the fans, it is the visual evolution that it's, we've gone used to. It's also really nice, again, just to praise the writing. Um, the thematic link is so strong mm-hmm. that you can have um, something like it's it's stated outright by Soong. It's referenced in um, conversations that Jordy has about the ships being networked together, like that's a type of evolution. It's hinted at in um, uh, like the genetic conversations that Picard is having about passing on yeah. this lineage. It's also like very subtly referenced in the music cues that yeah. they put like the Voyager theme and DS the Voyage Home thing, theme yeah, and yeah. the DS9 theme. Yeah. And they all play in this like these little motifs that pop up in this theme that's playing during that that the scene that with Jack and um Seven. And Seven. And even in the um in Daystrom Station, when they when they're seeing like Captain Kirk's body, yeah. is there, and you hear like the original series yeah. music, right? Yeah. Like like that. It's all 
referencing this kind of evolution of the story of the characters of the lore of the mm-hmm. like the this whole world is evolving. I really really like that they've they've tightened it up. Yeah. It's not haphazard scattershot the way that season 1 and 2 were where they tried to have things that did overarch, yeah. but here it's very focused. And it, and it makes sense within yeah. where the characters are at and what they're totally. talking about and and the situation they're in. Yeah. Um and the major conflict and resolution this episode was all about family and finding your family yeah um seven obviously referenced it directly but you know also sydney and and jordy are are talking about it like they're not your family yeah they are like that you taught me this yeah exactly right right? yeah Yeah. like this is how you find your family is when they're they're your crew they're your people and you're gonna do anything to to help them right yeah and it was just it was so nice like they they address that head-on in those two sequences but it's really it is what star trek has been about it's yeah. every series oh 100% even even DS9 where not everyone got along you know like Odo and Quark are the, the siblings who hate yeah, each other totally but do love each other it's at the, the same time it's the most realistic depiction of found family <laughs> exactly. I think right yeah and or family generally yeah so I, I mean I think that touching on it here made a lot of sense um, it it was really really nice to uh, to see it dealt with in a in a realistic way. Can we can we talk about Jordy for a minute here? I know Absolutely. we're kind of yeah, jumping kinda, around yeah, a little bit, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's it was interesting to have Jordy be the one. Not that Jordy was always at the forefront of like all the adventures. He was kind of a conservative guy. He he just wanted his warp coils to, <laughs> to be, work. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, for him to be so against everything. Um, and to like stand up to Picard and be like the stern Commodore, like coming down. Is he Commodore? Yeah, yeah, he was Commodore. Yeah. Um, to have him be like, you know, very stern and very like, this isn't happening. We have to be safe. We have to be thoughtful. We have yeah. to like that was that was a great choice, I think, um, for him to to take on that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and his reasoning was really good. Yeah, you know, like he's like, yeah. I was never scared when we were on the enterprise. Yeah. We would do, we face danger every day. Yeah. You just deal with it. But now that I have these kids, yeah. I am scared shitless for them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. You know, it's kind of like, it's not just the engineer in him. Like Shaw is also risk averse, sure. but uh, you know, that's just Shaw being Shaw. This is, yeah. this is Jordy who we know is not risk averse who will, you know, jury rig 16 sure. power conduits into a thing in, in no time flat. Happen. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's scared to do that now because yeah. it, it means that other people are at risk that he cares about. And, and, and to contrast that with Picard who has never had that, that type of impulse like even though he was the father figure quote-unquote for all of these people under him he was never against going in and doing the yeah. thing that needed doing yeah he, he would um, put his kids at risk totally because they but were now there but even choice, now right? like he's he's now he's he's however many years older 40 years older 30 years older than Jordy, but he's a new parent yeah and is he grappling with this? Kind of, because he's yeah. he's worried about passing on this syndrome to his son, yeah. who he didn't know he had three <laughs> days ago. But now it's like, oh, should I be concerned about this? Is this something? But he still wants to do it. Like, there's, there's just... It's really interesting to see all the different parenting styles. Yeah. That have come out. Like, yeah. the way, like, Crusher deals with Jack is one way. You know, one yeah. way. Jordy yeah. and Sydney and Alandra is another way. Yeah. Um, Picard is kind of this Worf third way. And Alexander, non existent. <laughs> fourth way, I guess. Riker yeah. talking about this the fear yeah. that he has of death because of what happened to Thaddeus. Like all of this stuff is um 
it's really potent. Like it's yeah. it's it's again a really great thematic through line. Yeah. For all I, of these I characters. did again. I still do find it a little odd that Riker was so scared earlier in the season. I feel yeah. like that was a little weaker, and and it it didn't tie as well into no, what that was a case Picard where it was, was like the characters did what the plot needed them to yeah, do as yeah, opposed to the other yeah. way around. It just was not, again, I mentioned this a lot last episode, yeah. but uh, it was just not built in very well. Whereas here it feels nice because yeah. we, we were just spotting Jordy and we know yeah. that Sydney has kind of a, a testy relationship with him and yeah. she, you know, we get the exploration of that a little bit here mm-hmm. too, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good to, to have this, you know, mm-hmm. intersections of different types of families coming together yeah. into this episode. Yeah. Mr. Data, you all right? Yes, sir. I'm attempting to fill a silent moment with non-relevant conversation. Uh, another great Jordy scene uh, when Shaw meets him. Oh my <laughs> yes. god, that was my favorite scene of this whole episode. Um, although Worf's one-liners on the station yeah, and everything were also great. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy, like yeah. a lot more comedy than I'm used to from a Star Trek. Yeah, but it's, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> we totally called it episodes ago when we were like yeah. Shaw is an engineer yeah. at heart and I don't think that was ever outright stated but well the grease monkey comment in that was the, yeah, yeah yeah two episodes ago or yeah, whatever. Episodes but even ago. like earlier on there were yeah. people talking about how this, this is guy how this guy feels like an engineer yeah. yeah and so of course once you know his you meet the you meet, engineer yeah right <laughs> it's like and 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 Jordy's response is great too he's like you know if we weren't about to die I would totally geek out over this marvel of engineering yeah. that you're you're captaining right yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, and, and then, yeah, Shaw is just like a giddy schoolboy. It's, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, Worf is just full of joy this, this episode. It's yeah. like his, um, coming aboard and meeting Crusher and not wanting to hug her. Yeah. Um, the whole sour mead comment that he makes. <laughs> it's like unintentional comedy. Yeah. But I think the best is when. You, you get Raffi and Seven having their yes. bit of a reunion. Yeah. And he picks up right <laughs> away that they're ex-lovers yeah. and says, it's fine if they go into battle. Yeah. I've done it many times. Yes. And then, uh, and then like, no, I'm no, not no. going. He's oh, like, Thank I was God. practicing deceit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can insert it here. Yeah. That like, was, that's just perfect. It's right? a great, a great <laughs> segment. Yeah. So I love it. I have gone into battle with lovers countless times. It can be therapeutic. I'm not going. That is a relief. I was practicing deceit. This episode also had a little bit of romance, which is something new yeah. for this series, really, because I wouldn't it was always call it romance, on. but it's like you know they're hinting, yeah. they're, they're hinting at a little, you know, the the young guys are looking at each other with yeah. the with the love with the lovey eyes. So, yeah, um, yeah Jack and Sydney was was good, um, and it was also dealt with funnily, like Jordy telling him to back stay off, away this, from <laughs> stay my away from my daughter, yeah. like typical dad, right? Yeah. Um, and then even like the Raffian Seven, like. Like love interest there, you can tell that there's still some sort of attraction, right? Yeah. And is it really that like we still don't really know what happened with Raffi? Like, right. is she actually on the outs? Um, obviously they broke up or something like yeah. that. But you know they, uh, you know, is she? Is Seven said no, I'm never going to deal with you again. Was it yeah. kind of amicable? Like, what was the situation there? It's yeah. not clear. Yeah. It might go somewhere. It might not. That might be the only reference to it we get. I'm fine with any of those situations. But yeah. it was it was nice to add that little yeah. touch here. And it's yeah. again, this is an episode with so much going on. All these themes, all these action sequences, and everything going on. Yeah. To get this too was yeah. Was it's kind not of cute. it's not just about found families and real families. It's about ex lovers and maybe future lovers mm-hmm. and good breakups and hidden relationships and yeah. all kinds of things that, yeah. that go on in real life, I guess, right? It's, it's yeah, it's kind of cute. I liked it. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. 
So let's look at the big picture though, Lindsay. We can all agree on one thing, right? Jack's diagnosis of aromatic syndrome is not the actual cause. I don't think so. That's all such a red things. herring. It yeah. feels I would be really disappointed if they just explained that away as being aromatic because, syndrome. Like Picard had aromatic syndrome and it didn't turn him into a super killer no. you know, like yeah, like sleeper agent type. No, he dude. had headaches and he had visions and stuff, but it was not it was and even that like was that. partly explained away in all good things by like Q's interference yeah, too. Yeah. So I mean there's something else going on here. I think the aromatic syndrome is important, but I don't think it's the explanation. I do think that there's either Changeling or Borg or something. Yeah, there's some that's other happening. There's a lot of Changeling theories yeah. out there on the internet. Um, yeah. I'm still in the Borg camp just because that one spoiler that maybe it was just a mistake and and yeah. it wasn't actually the Borg Queen's voice. I'd be fine with I, that too. I think but it would make more sense for it to be a Borg thing with him than a Changeling thing. I think that would just be too convenient, especially because now we know what they were stealing, which yeah. was Picard's body, and that yeah. that just opened up. I love that. That's how the episode yeah. ended. Like with especially the way they did it with yeah. uh, data. Yeah, you think he's everything. just sketching like completely yeah. glitch. And yeah. actually, no, he's, no, he's dating the exactly what you question. asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, why do they need that? Why do they need his body? Why do they need Jack? Um, what's so important about Picard DNA that the changelings need it? Um, you know, who are these changelings? Even like, there's there's just still so many unanswered questions. We've only got four episodes left. Yeah. Um, but it feels like this is really building up to. Uh, all these things are tying together now and it's yeah. it's really working for me. I don't know about you. I, I, I yeah. quite like this. I, I feel like there's a lot of questions that I hope we get satisfying answers to. I'm a little bit worried. We only have four episodes left, but I know that's that's a lot of time and it's not yeah. like they're stuck to a network schedule where it's like 45 minutes per episode. Yeah, yeah. They can stretch so to an hour. They could if they had yeah. to. So, yeah. I mean, I'm hopeful that it'll be nicely done, but yeah, yeah I think... Because there's still Frontier Day coming up yeah. and Vatic is involved but she doesn't seem to be necessarily gung-ho with this head changeling that she cut off her hand to talk to yeah. it seems like there's dissent in the ranks and she's killing her own changelings yeah that was also a little so, strange yeah so like, she's she again she's such an interesting character she's she's not all powerful because she's got a, ha- a handler of her own who's yeah. telling her what to do but she still wields so much power mm-hmm. i want to know what that what the the yeah, societal the structure of, of this changeling changelings things are doing like yeah. what is what is going on here yeah i love it um and then yeah the the uh the frontier day stuff you know what what is we know why they would choose that i think yeah. they're planning something that's going to impact the entire federation yeah. but what could it be well, we know now the ships are all interconnected too. Like right. uh, when we were watching uh, the ups and downs on uh, Trek culture, yeah. uh, Sean Farrick was saying like, oh, have you not watched Battlestar Galactica? That's how <laughs> I, I have not yet watched Battlestar Galactica, but I was reading the intro uh, and apparently that's how the series starts is all their military ships get taken over by a virus or something like that. Right. And like, they, their whole defense system is like just destroyed. seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. Like just so, do not do that. So is that, yeah. Are they dropping spoilers that way or is it? I have my own theories. Yeah. We'll get to it when we do our uh, ridiculous predictions later yeah. on in the episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot going on. A lot of questions left to answer. Um, but it's exciting to not necessarily know and to, and to still be guessing. We talked about this last week, how exciting it is to be um, theorizing about Star Trek, yeah. which hasn't always been the type of show that engenders that yeah. theorizing like yeah. this. So it's fun. I think that's... It's just fun. Yeah. You know what else is fun, Lindsay? This week's episode sponsor. Yes. 
World of Warships, the galaxy's largest online strategy game. Join the more than 10 billion active monthly users and face off against the Alpha Quadrant's biggest enemies in real time. Your goal? Keep the Federation's borders secure from threats from the Borg, the Dominion, the Kazon, Tribbles, Changelings, sometimes even Starfleet's own Admiralty. You get to command your fleet, doing everything from staging epic takeovers during sketchy border disputes to amassing an attack force to defend Earth, because it's always Earth, let's be real, from invasion in the past, present, or future. No grandfather paradoxes to worry about here. Best of all, you now get to captain your choice of starship from amongst the legendary collection in the Fleet Museum. Get cozy in the retro-themed bridge of Kirk's Enterprise. Rock out to Klingon opera a la Worf on the Defiant. Outrun every Borg vessel somehow, aboard Voyager. Curious about what's in Hangar Bay 12? That's an unlockable secret only the best and bravest can ex- Alright, fine, it's the Enterprise D, because of course it's going to be! Don't come for me, this isn't a spoiler, okay? Don't delay, download today. That was amazing, Lindsay. Thank you. Very well done. Uh, I have never actually played World of Warships. Uh, uh, or World of Warcraft. I've played World of Warcraft. I have, actually. Um, I haven't. <laughs> okay, well, that's <laughs> I'm just, fair. I'm just making it up. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good, though. I, I really appreciate it, so thank you. Excellent. What do you think is in Hangar Bay 12? I have no idea. I do think it's the Enterprise D. I love this theory that I've seen floating around that Jordy has rebuilt, rebuilt the it? saucer section okay. and is putting it on like okay. uh, a, a star drive section that will be... Um, up to the current standards, but it'll look like the... <laughs> like the original. Because how cool would it be to see the entire crew on the bridge of the D again? Yeah, that would be right? awesome. That would yeah. be... Like, yeah. I would piss my pants. It was enough to have Data wake up and say, Jordy, Jordy. as his first yeah. word. I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God I'm going to lose cried. it, yeah. right? Oh. But, um, like, yeah. I yeah. mean, we'll get to it. We're going to talk about fan service, I yeah. think, in a bit. Yeah. And this might be a good segue to get Actually, some yeah. of our dislikes, I think. Yeah, so. let, let's start. Let's go into our negatives. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the first one that came to mind for me was uh, as sweet and awesome and thematically nice as the seven uh, Jack scene was. It was pretty gratuitous fan service. They, yeah. they literally just stare at the ship and say, oh, remember that one? Oh, it's so cool. And Except for who the, care, who the hell cares about the New Jersey 1975, Mr. Terry Metallus? That, that, <laughs> he just slipped in a little uh, Easter egg of his own there. Um, and it, again, I feel like this one worked still, yeah. um, this bout of fan service, but only because so much other fan service has been so poorly done. Like, even this season with Odo's little bucket, like they don't need the bucket. You don't need to see Odo's uh, bucket. Like that just made no sense here. They're at a place where we've, again, we've established that Jordy is the fleet museum guy. And he makes a lot of sense to do that role because he knows everything. And although he was a little mean to, uh, to Scotty when he came back, you know, true. in relics, but whatever, um, you know, he ended that, that really well. Uh, so, you know, it, it, kind of works in this context because it's done so much better than all the other fan servers but it's still very in your face about like oh let's go down memory lane and find the attack triple from the animated series and james kirk's body and all these other archer's body archer's body maybe like that that stuff's cool but it doesn't serve any purpose it's just there for the fans all right and it was it was a little grating for me but um again much better than previous versions i think what makes me more upset is the fact that um moriarty it seems like a one and done 
yeah. appearance. And like everything that we saw in the trailers of Moriarty is basically yeah. seen now. So, I mean, I was so excited. I remember yeah. when that trailer dropped and like yeah. looking at you and being like, did we just see, see Moriarty? Moriarty? Like yeah. that, that was crazy. It was so unexpected. Um, and I guess it kind of makes sense that he's not going to be like the big bad yeah. I would have been a little, that would have felt a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. But still, he's a great character, and I kind of wish that there was more to it. To it. More more, more time for Moriarty on screen, at yeah. least. Kind of like, you know, Anson Rowe got a whole episode, essentially, to do her thing. Moriarty got 30 seconds, 45 yeah. seconds, right? It was a little, di- little disappointing. I'd agree. Um, for me, another one that kind of bothered me a little bit, and this is... Again, endemic to Picard. Uh, Jack, when he gets his diagnosis, you know, he's just on one of those character arc seesaws that, that Picard does so much. I complained about it a lot with Raffi, how every scene she's got to go through a, a giant web of emotions, yeah. uh, you know, just pull the full Will Ferrell in a glass case <laughs> uh, kind of situation. And he really, Jack kind of did that this time. Like he's he's pissed off about, you know, how he's broken and he's, you know, nothing's nothing's okay with him. Um, and he's very moody with his his dad, who he just kind of started patching things up with a little bit. Um, and then he's back to being upset. And then right away, he's back to being okay with Seven. And he's literally quoting John Luke by saying, well, we all need connection, you know, which is what right. John Luke told him in that in the holodeck when all those other crew members were looking for yeah. for each other, right? Like, and now he's quoting his dad. So, like, which one is it? Are you pissed at your dad? Or yeah, are you not? Like, is it? And it's just a little too quick for me. I, I can get that he would go through some sort of reaction to uh, finding out he has this disease that he got from a father he didn't know he had until yeah. relatively recently. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, does it have to be that quick? Does it have to be well, that in I mean, your face about things? You've never been diagnosed with a terminal illness. So, I mean, there's there might be something to it that would cause you to whiplash, seesaw, back and forth. Sure. Yeah. With, no, with that's your reaction, fair. But... Um, again it's it's only because of previous stuff that this is where i this is where it's literally just my prejudice against this show you know what my prejudice is what i i'm kind of i'm a little annoyed with the fact that we keep seeing this holodeck bar (laughs) like this is a character i do not want to see every episode like if you wanted to have a bar on your ship just have them go to the the lounge we talked about this a couple weeks ago like there's there's a, a ten forward on this ship or like the equivalent of yeah. that, isn't there? You would there's think a crew so. lounge, or does everybody just hang out in the holodeck? Like, well, since it has its ships? own independent, ultimate, never-ending power supply, why just, wouldn't you just, just hang out there? It it does feel very much like when uh, you know it, Voyager was really bad for this. Voyager was the worst. You know, they we're built building a set. Leonardo da Vinci's workshop, season two or three or whatever. That's where we're, everything's going to be. All the episodes go. Yeah. You know, we built the Irish town. That's where everything is going to yep. be. We built a little pub in France. This is where everything's going to be. <laughs> like, yeah. you got to get your money's worth, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It just seems, I'm, I'm getting really pissed off with yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was not impressed <laughs> at all. Especially yeah. if you're not going to bring Guinan back. Yeah, I know. Like, you can't have it be 10 forward. Like Make you can everything have a, like, a, like a fake Guinan that's yeah. just there. Yeah. And why even is that on the Titan? Like, why would that be a program that would be... Do they bring it with them? I don't know. Does Picard just carry it around in his pocket? Probably. Probably. That makes I sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't want to be the nitpicky person, but that does bother me a little Very bit. Very much. <laughs> and another thing that bothered me, Lindsay, uh, how does 
these people, they, they drop casual information like Jordy saying, oh, all the ships are connected. How would Shaw, a captain of a starship, one of the most important starships in the Starfleet right now, yeah. not know like this Like they're already. dropping these beacons yeah, all and, over the place and to try and Shaw confuse know that, the other ships. Yeah. But here's the thing. The other ships were confused. Yeah. So, so maybe this, this is something new that is going to be debuted on Fleet, on, on Frontier Day. No, no, because that's how they said they found them was to say, oh, that's how they found us when they went to Daystrom finally but they, after but they, they dropped they, it off. But they didn't. They did. They, I, I understand that. <laughs> but you saw that the opening scene was those three ships converging on the beacon that they sure. dropped. And it's like, so they're following the beacons. But then they also have this other thing. Thing, why didn't they, why just they just use that? that yeah so i think that there's yeah okay that that that's yeah. a little bit and, and why did they not then also find them at the fleet museum if this thing is always just broadcasting right. exactly. where they are at all the other ships yeah. like it seems yeah it's just a little you don't even really need that right like why yeah. would they not just oh well we think they're looking into what the changeling is doing let's post a bunch of guards at Daystrom Institute, like a bunch of yeah. ships to guard it. Yeah. Like that, you can just do that. Yeah. And well, and that's why I think there's there's some fan theories that are suggesting that maybe Jordy is a changeling. Yes. Because I've seen that, that would, you know, to have this big threat over the last two episodes and then to have just like all out trust of, of Jordy the Forge, somebody you haven't seen. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, it well, made and, me bigger spoolful. Well, bit. and he's getting things wrong when he's turning on data and stuff like, uh, yeah. what's her name is, is kind of Hyperspan catching things. or whatever yeah, she called it. Yeah, right. It's like, would Jordy make that mistake? Probably not. He, he knows data better than anybody, I would have right? liked it better if she had, like, updated knowledge of things because she's young. And, yeah. and that would be a cool yeah. little nod to how the next generation Or her is sister, always... who's an engineer who works yeah. with her dad, yeah. would, you know, be the one. Right. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I didn't see that. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned. I'll be really mad if Jordy LaForge ends up being a changeling. But yeah, but I mean, at the start of the episode too, like I, I when we were watching, I'm like, oh no, Jordy's a changeling because yeah. at the start, Vatic's like, find me everybody they yes, could go to, right? Exactly. We know it's definitely uh, Troy they've picked up, but did they right. also pick up? Uh, Jordy in advance kind of thing not yeah. because then wouldn't they just have him activate something to give away their location yeah, exactly. or something yeah and unless there's some long con being played I yeah. don't know yeah I guess it gets I guess you. I guess we'll find out we'll have to be patient uh, and the last thing that bothered us both when we were watching it was uh, Jack when he's describing himself to uh, it was to Picard right or was it to yeah. seven in the bar? Yeah, in the bar. Yeah, that he's was... like, "There's, there's good things about me." Yeah, like, and it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah, of all, yeah. anybody who just like describes themselves and lists off a bunch of virtues is like, like that's just that's just cringe on. I am the main itself. character. Yeah, 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 really. But the other thing that really bothered me was that he's listing off all these positive attributes. And he's like, "I got those from my mom." Yeah, and then he's like, "But these three things," and it's like bravery and like their honesty or something. Yeah. I'm like, what? What are you saying about your mother? mother? Like, holy shit, she's not any of those things. You got those from some dad that, like, and those are not genetic traits. I'm no, sorry. yeah, those are just you like get things those you from, learn. Like, like learned behavior. Yeah. Like, no, what you got from your dad is your probable receding hairline and aromatic syndrome. Like, let's be real here, okay? Everything else came from Beverly. Maybe a love for archaeology. We don't know. Maybe that's passed on genetically. It's hard to say. Damn it, Bones, you're a doctor. You know the pain and guilt can't be taken away with a wave of a magic wand. The things we carry with us, the things that make us who we are. If we lose them, we lose ourselves. I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain. So, Linz, let's do our Bix Redix predicts. 
we have a couple in store. I've got three this week because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on a spectrum here of like I've got the ones I hope come true, but they're stupid all the way <laughs> to like I think they might actually happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to go first. Go I'm going my most ridiculous one. Uh, is that the Jack Sydney romance that we get hinted at in this episode is a misdirection because Kim <laughs> and Seven are going to get together to make the perfect XB baby, uh, and that will actually be that the thing is, that creates that ends the. That the is hardship. the most ridiculous prediction that you've ever made. I'm just saying. I think. Uh, I think the the Borg <laughs> are the key in this one, and we're gonna we're gonna see how that works out. Um, my slightly more real one. Um, and this isn't really mine. I can't actually take credit for it, but there's a, there's a theory going around online that the source of the group of changelings, this group that's maybe not connected to the main group is, uh, all find their way back from laws, Laz laws. I don't remember how to pronounce it now. It's that one episode of DS9 when Odo uh, met this other changeling who was a little further ahead. Like he could take on humanoid shapes a lot better. Um, and Odo tried to convince him like, Oh, well, we're not all better. Well, he, Odo was more open to like the the white supremacy or the changeling supremacy yeah, uh, yeah, ethos yeah. that this guy was already starting to feel. Yeah. Um, and because they they interacted then after Odo had been infected by Section Thirty One, yeah, this guy probably had the virus and probably never connected with the changelings in the Great Link. So he might have continued to have this virus, neither adapted by becoming semi solid permanently right. or something like that, but so, never got the cure that Odo brought either. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So okay, he okay. adapted this form, and then maybe he's been bringing in other changelings who are disaffected with the great link and their, their policy them as well. Yeah. And they become part huh. of this other thing that that's not, not connected to the original. I like that. I, I like that theory. I think it, it would explain it's a little esoteric. It's a little out there. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a deep cut. That is a deep they, cut. If they go that route. But I do think if they had something along those lines of like, this is a group of changelings who didn't get the cure from yeah. Odo and have been cut off from the Great Link somehow. Yeah. I think that would be satisfying. Yeah. Because it leads into my wait, 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 wait. You haven't gone I haven't done my, your real theory my yet. My real but theory yet. Sorry, but yes. Well, so keep that yeah, in mind. Yeah, yeah. My real theory is really quick. I think Vatic's going to be a good guy at the end. Really? I think she's going to come around and help the guys out in some way, shape, Why? or form. I don't know. They're humanizing her a lot. They're giving her uh, a little bit of hesitation earlier on. So, like... If your bad guy is going to be a bad guy the whole time, you don't need to show him grappling with the the choice with choices from the higher up bad guy. It's it's sidekick syndrome, and it's you know it's it's only there if you want to have the sidekick eventually betray your its master. Huh. That's generally how it's done. In if Riker has a hand, like she's she's captured Riker and yeah. Troy. Yeah. So if somehow the Rikers pull together and. Uh, yeah. convince her to join their team I'm just saying it's a possibility I'm not saying it'll definitely happen but I feel like that's the most likely one so sorry Lindsay I cut you off no it's your good. ridiculous predictions my ridiculous prediction just because it would be so out of left field but also <laughs> not really out of left field but it would it would be upsetting I think to a lot of people so it's it's ridiculous for that to yeah. date as a changeling that that <laughs> metadata, when the new, metadata, the new data, yeah, yeah. That when the changelings <laughs> okay. broke into Daystrom Station, they installed their own security guard oh. um, to take over, uh, and so that all of this is now playing into the hands of the changelings entirely. Okay, um, it's it's ridiculous because I think for all the reasons I listed, but also so many other pieces are being set up that yeah. I don't think it would make sense. <laughs> but how shitty would that be, right? Yeah. To have this beloved character come back from the dead only to be 
Yeah. A pile of goo. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And your real one, though? My real one. So this is where I think the your uh, semi-real changeling theory, um, I really like it. Because uh, if you remember, um, the the infection that the changelings were afflicted by was was planted in them by the Federation. Mm-hmm. So it was like biological warfare, yeah, basically. Yeah. And so the theories that I've seen um, go something along the lines of they want, the changelings want Jack and Picard's real body because they want they want it for the Eremotic Syndrome. Mm-hmm. This is a super rare disease that that is incurable and they want to somehow harvest it or or weaponize it so that they can infect as many people as possible uh, on Frontier Day so that they can kill everybody in the Federation to get back at them for what they did to the changelings. So... Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that that does make... That tracks, yeah. ...a lot of sense, and mm-hmm. I think it would be something that a vindictive group of people like these changelings... Would consider. Would consider. Yeah. No, I like that. that so especially sense. considering Vadik's rousing speech at the start of this episode where she's talking about like their I don't remember the exact wording but like the brothers and sisters who are stuck in these forms yeah like it does seem like they are infected like they're not she doesn't look healthy she's got like scars on her face and stuff like they're definitely not taking this form willingly yeah so whether it's because they're infected and they can't or whether it's because they're you know, engaging in subterfuge and can't, um, getting back. There's, there's a vindictiveness to her motives that I think just speaks to me. I like this theory because of that. I think, I think that that could be, yeah. In which case it feels like it is, is are the doctor's crusher going to figure out a cure for eromotic syndrome, syndrome, you know, in the four episodes we have left. I wouldn't put it past him. Bixlog, Stardate 22846.7 Having passed the enjoyment-hatred threshold this week, having landed firmly on the side of enjoyment, by the way, there remains one element of Star Trek Picard Season 3 that still irks. The fan service. You may call them Easter eggs instead, callbacks, references, but I personally prefer the term fan service, because it calls to mind the frankly juvenile practice of fan service as originally experienced in many anime and manga back in the day. A touch of overly sexualized, completely superfluous visual imagery that's there to please fans, but it serves no real purpose. Now in small quantities and tastefully applied, I'm all for it. All season long though, Captain Lindsay and I have been discussing the level of fan service on display in Picard, and we've had slightly different viewpoints to say the least. Today though, we're going to have it out. Is it too much fan service, or is it just the right amount? So, Linz, I'll let you go first. I know you're going to take the side of just right or, yeah, or good. I am. I want to hear your points. Yeah. So, go for I mean, it. I think um, I don't. Fan service doesn't bother me. I'll say that right off the top. It does not bother me to have things that are put in there just to please the fans. I mean, why else are you going to do something if not to make people happy? Are you? Do you want to piss people off? That it doesn't make sense wow. to me. Okay. Like I do, I do think that there's there's a certain amount of of um, logic to putting things in that that are callbacks and, and references. The thing that people are so mad about is how much is being put in here, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it's it's a question of quantity. It's a question of quality. Quality fan service, when done well, 
if it if it has a a purpose yeah. and if you can tie the fan service to an important plot point or um, it, it makes sense thematically or it works for the characterization, then that's 100%. I'm, I'm like, I'm all here for it. The Changelings, for example, makes perfect sense. It's a callback to an unfinished storyline sort of from DS9, which is very underrated as far as I'm concerned. And I think a lot of Star Trek fans will agree. Um, so to bring it back and to have it play such a central role that's fan service done very, very well. The rest of the fan service that's, and it can be overdone and you can have it where it's just, you know, things layered on things and that might get annoying, but none of what we've seen in this season of Picard so far has been, with the exception of Odo's pot, has been serving a major plot point just for the sake of serving a plot point. Having them go to the fleet museum and seeing the the you know space dock and seeing all the ships, it's just a nice callback. It's not it's 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 not like so central to the plot that it's distracting, right? I think I think if you're gonna put things in like the Daystrom station Easter eggs, I guess as you call them, where like you see the panels and you're looking like none of that plays much more of a plot point than just being there for the people who want to freeze frame and, and capture what's going on. Like that's what people do these days. It's a, yeah. there's a certain subsection of fandom who like to compile this, these lists and let them do it. Like what difference does it make? Just because you think it's dumb doesn't mean that it serves no pleasurable purpose for some fan. I, I don't know. I just think that like the, this idea that season one and two of Picard didn't have enough good stuff about it and now when we're getting good stuff it's too much good stuff i think people just want to complain about things well i think the bad stuff about season one and two was had nothing to do with fan service or or tying back although you could make the argument that picard the character as i did at the start of the season really suffers without the tng crew and yeah i think it's true because every episode he's in where there's more of them he's better right um so I will I will grant you, Lindsay, in, in appropriately done, it's fine. Um I feel like the problem with uh quantity of fan service is that it leaves no breathing room for anything new. And I feel like that is that is a detriment that can start weighing down a uh, a storytelling universe. And I feel like the most obvious example of this is not Star Trek, it's Star Wars, where everything has to tie back to yeah. Emperor Palatine, you and know, Luke and, and Luke Skywalker and right, Darth right. Vader. Like, they're, they're the only four fucking people that matter in the universe, <laughs> him and Han Solo and Leia, yeah, I guess. Okay. You know, like, yeah. the, it if, if everything has to be a callback, even if you do tie it into the plot, then where are the new stories? Where's the novelty? Where's the interesting parts that can be explored that are, that offer something new to people. And I, yeah, like I think we, we've talked a lot um, offline and not, not on the podcast about um, Steve Shives, one of the YouTubers we really like for his Star Trek content. Um, but he's not a fan of, of Picard season yeah. three at all. Um, and he really, really didn't like seasons one or two either. Um, we, we kind of agree with him on some points, but disagree on a lot, but his, his point about the small galaxy, hypothesis or mm-hmm. a problem mm-hmm. is a fair one in my mind and i feel like that is a major issue with this season um just the fact that you know every time you have to go down memory lane with uh seven 
and Jack, who wasn't there, and Jordy and stuff. It, it doesn't necessarily leave room for for the new stuff. But I think this episode was probably the best of it. I, I've kind of mentioned this a little bit, you know, like the fact that it started off as Jordy um, being, you know, the the fleet museum coordinator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wound up being about him and Picard talking about their their newfound parenting challenges, you know, and sharing something emotional and resonant there that, that works for me. That that's the part of it that I agree with you. If if it's done well, it's fine. Um, But I think, yeah, when you see a bucket, when you see the Neo constitution class, that's still going to, well, but you know, no, 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 but I'm just saying like, I, I, I think there's, there, there's a quantity of too much that, that can really just say like, Oh wow. Even the people who are paid, literally to create things in this universe cannot create anything in this universe um because they're under so much weight of everything that's come before and they're they're crashing into it mm-hmm. and it 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 hurts the story it can hurt the story it's not doing it so much here i'm fine with that but overall that's my that's my yeah. major concern and that's feel so i feel like this this is this is uh threading the needle just fine for right now this episode in particular i'm worried when you put it in another director's hands perhaps again i feel like frakes and this guy who again we haven't yet inserted his name into the episode uh these they they've really managed it really well uh the first four episodes though or the first uh two episodes i guess uh were not quite as as solid and i feel like that that's something that 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 kind of bugged me ah, i just i can't i can't get behind that i just don't think that it it's fine you you want new things to be created but as soon as you do that there's a huge section of the fan base who piss off and they're they're just like new track sucks and you don't know what the what the fans want and it's like you can't please everyone so i think you're right they're doing a good job they're threading the needle just fine but you're gonna piss off someone no matter what you do. Yeah. So you might as well, you know, Terry Metalis is a fan. These yeah. people are fans of the show. And, so and they re- want yeah. that to be reflected in the stories that they're telling. Yeah. And I don't think it's unwarranted to no. have it be. And, and we talked about this again offline. We were like, well, this is really a sequel to TNG. And so, yeah, yeah. as a sequel, yeah, you should have callbacks and stuff like that. It, it makes a lot more sense yes. here. Um, and when we were also talking about like Strange New Worlds kind of, you know, runs into the challenge of this where they're, they're using older characters that, um, and they have to reimagine them and make them interesting. Right. Um, while staying true to the original. And that's a really tough, uh, needle to thread as well. Uh, but like, I think a lot of people had problems with discovery for this, for this uh, issue. Right. And, um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like right now it's okay. I feel like two or three more episodes of, of bucket Odo stuff, could just be too much but i at the same time i'm willing to go with it i'm enjoying this series a lot um i feel like it is it is a a potential issue but i'm, I'm gonna grant you this one Lindsay, because uh well, my, you don't my, have to i no, think we no, can disagree my initial, my initial point was that there was too much and i've now come around to they're doing okay with it <laughs> so you've successfully argued your point well done all right i'll take it yeah you should fascinating so next episode will be yeah we're wrapping up like the last half of the back half of the season yeah um there's a lot left to go yeah i'm not sure where it's gonna go we'll see we've been kind of on the money with some of our predictions i think a few here you know know, we're not totally out of left field our ridiculous predictions obviously yeah usually jordy laforge was not waiting at the center of the nebula at the end that's true or episode two yeah i forgot you made that uh yeah but um (laughs) but yeah i think you know it's it's been 
like we said a couple of times, it's been really fun to participate in the theorizing. So um, I'm looking forward to season. uh, Why do I keep saying season? Episode. Episode. Seven. Which we don't know the name of. We never look yeah. up the names. We should really do we that. We save this at the end of every every episode, too. No, but we're not going to do it. So uh, no. thank you, listeners, for joining us for this one. Uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. And live long and prosper. Just once, I'd like you to say it first before me. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast fix. We love to talk Star Trek with our fellow nerds and would love to hear from you if you have thoughts or ideas about any of our discussions or the topics we've brought up. You can reach out to us on Twitter, that's at TheBixPod, or by email at TheBixPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Beam us up, Scotty.